Hey guys, it's time to talk to you about the boatload of money you can win this week betting in my bookie. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect time to get in the action. And that's because March Madness is here. You can lay down some money and score big on college hoops by joining me and thousands of online players and start betting now at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Then you should join my bookie today. This is a service that has been good to me and the whole lockdown community, and that's why I urge you to make your way to MyBookie because when you win, they pay. This is fast and free payment without any hassles, and you're wasting your time betting anywhere else because they even have in-game live betting so you can bet even after tip-off happens. So join now, go to MyBookie.ag, and use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So go today, MyBookie.ag, Promo code locked on NBA for that 50% deposit. You play, you win, and you get paid. You are locked on Cavaliers, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Cavaliers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Locked On Cavaliers podcast, your daily look at LeBron James and the rest of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Chris Manning, your host from FearTheSword.com, the internet's biggest and best Cavaliers blog. Today's show, recapping the Cleveland Cavaliers' win over the Milwaukee Bucks from Monday, March 19th. They won that game 124-117 to 117 behind a 40-point, 12-rebound, 10-assist performance from one LeBron James, a return performance for Kevin Love, 18 points for him in his first game back after missing several 17 games, I believe, with that hand injury. Also had Kyle Korver return to the lineup and score 12 points. Jeff Green with 14. Jordan Clarkson with 17 off the bench. And Giannis Antetokounmpo leading the Bucks with 37. Chris Middleton adding 30. This was a good win for the Cavs, a win they needed. We're going to run through some of the big story points and some of the smaller little details from this game. But if you're looking for some information on the biggest Cavs story right now, in my opinion, Tyron Lue stepping away from this team for at least a week, indefinitely per the team's official comments on the matter, check out the podcast with Ashley Bastock from For the Sword, NEO Sports Insiders, etc. on that news, what it means for the Cavs, what it means going forward. Larry Drew made his first comments as the interim head coach pregame. Basically said that he is going to stay involved in terms of Lou, um, you know, called it Lou a warrior. Didn't say too much. It doesn't seem like he's going to deviate too much from what we've seen with the Cavs. I actually think his coaching performance very much leads back into that. And post-game, he said that any big line of decisions which are coming for the Cavs, and as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, are going to be made with Lou, and it's those are Lou's decisions to make. So this is still Tyloo's team. This isn't as if the Cavs are going to back away from him. But that's where we stand with that. So if you want to learn more about Tyloo, check out that podcast. But starting with this game, Kevin Love's game, I think, is the, is the big thing for us to look at here. We're going to get to LeBron, who was, again, unbelievable, 
who I, I think has to be on any MVP ballot. But Kevin Love made his return. He was on a minutes restriction. It was announced at Larry Drew's pregame press conference that Love was going to play. And this was, uh, I think, about as well as you could hope Kevin Love was, could play in, in the first game back. He looked very, very smooth. He looked very alert. He looked energized to be on the court. And an 18.7 rebound, 4 assist, 2 block performance in 25 minutes for Kevin Love is fantastic. He, you know, he talked post game a little bit about how he didn't know some of the, the places to go. It's, it's adjustment playing with the new guys he did get to play with. But you saw a guy that I think handled his 25 minutes well, handled playing center well, and and that's something to watch going forward with him. Is is he going to be a center? Is he going to be a power forward? How much does he mix the two? And he did just about everything well. He, you know, he, I think he faded a little bit late when he came in for that final stretch run time on the floor. But in those first 17 minutes that he played in the first three quarters, he was hitting his shots. He was shooting confidently. They had him cutting. They had him passing a little bit. You, I loved what I saw out of Kevin Love. He got to the line, and and on defense, he was also very alert. This, the, the blocks that he had were obviously not these Rudy Gobert, uber athletic type of blocks. Kevin Love basically got into a really good position, and he he made the play. He made the smart play with his hands, and made it happen for the Cavs. This is what they need from him if he's going to play center. They're going to need from, from that for him at power forward as well. I suspect that. When he's playing with Larry Nance in particular, he, they're going to try to hide him inside. It's what they did with him and Zaza in the finals last year. It's what they'll, I think, continue to do with him. It's the best way to for, to try to hide him. But it's really good for the Cavs to get Kevin Love back. This is a player that they've they've been missing, that they have desperately needed. He's clearly going to settle in as the number two option on this team. And if you're the Cavs, you have to love giving him back and how good he looked. This was not a guy who looked particularly rusty. He said post-game that he hadn't played any 5-on-5 live with other players yet. So this was a test run for him. And we'll see what type of minutes he plays the rest of the week. Will he be in a minute restriction against the the Raptors on Wednesday, for instance? Will he be full go when they head to the weekend against Phoenix and then then Brooklyn before that two-game road trip next week into Miami and Charlotte? But... He looked really good in his debut. The Cavs missed him. They missed his rebounding. They missed his shooting. He's so important to this team. And I think you just saw how much he provides for this group and how much they're going to need him going forward. Moving on to LeBron. Look, this may not be a top five LeBron game this year. And that just speaks, I think, how good he's been. This is a guy who, 40 minutes, 40 points, I think... He kind of slowed down. on His third quarter is probably his best quarter, but he did just everything in this game. He got a 16 triple-double with with that 12-rebound, 10-assist, 40-point performance. The two steals, the block. The six turnovers aren't great. You live with them. But this was a LeBron who I think got very motivated by some of the, the, the call, non-calls in this game, took it upon himself to just end moments and to continue to just push against what the Bucks were trying to do to this team. He, when the Cavs needed buckets, they got them from LeBron James. For instance, this is a ten-point, under a ten-point game um, with one fifty to go. So, so Giannis gets an n one, gets it to nine, makes the free throw. It's an eight-point game. Kevin Love has a turnover with one thirty-one to go. It's a backward violation. And the next Bucks possession, they get it down to one twelve. He misses, and someone misses from the Bucks. LeBron gets the rebound, a strong rebound against Giannis Antetokounmpo, 
and just goes coast to coast. He just grabs the board, he gets it, and he bolts up the court full head of steam, and he dunks on the other end. It gets the lead back up to 10 for the Cavs. Yes, it got back down to 6. The Cavs only win by 8 points in this game. They, they don't hold up to, or they win by 7 points, excuse me. They don't hold on to that seven as much as 17-point lead that they held, and that wasn't ideal. This game got closer than I really think it should have been, particularly late. But LeBron responded when they needed him to, and he he was doing everything. He hit those threes in the third quarter. Um, he he was finding guys on cuts. He, he developed a relationship with Kevin Love in this game, and you can see him dictating things. You're seeing how focused he is. He's screaming. He's he's filling some of that void that he has, that he always he fills this role always, but maybe he's feeling a little bit more now with Ty Lue at that that he needs to be a little bit more vocal with this group and get these guys in order. He was just fantastic in this game. I think some of his defense obviously can be lacking at times. He, you know, is not necessarily going to go full out, and I think you just have to understand that when you're watching him right now. But this is a guy who who handled the Bucks. Um, he he everything you could have wanted out of LeBron in this game, he did. He, the offense was just superb. He, the Bucks had no answer for him. And, and this, yeah, there's a Giannis Antetokounmpo quote that. I, I was not there for I don't have the audio for, but this is per Nick Friedel from ESPN. So what Giannis had to say about guarding LeBron. Quote, I was talking to myself when I was taking a shower, and I was like, okay, what did I do wrong today guarding LeBron? Because he's the first player ever to score 40 on me that easy. It's hard. LeBron's a guy that can drive the ball, shoot the ball, especially late in his career now that he's been shooting the ball amazing. He's getting his teammates in the right spot. He's the best player in the world that simple Kevin LeBron James has been just absolutely that good he I think Harden's the MVP I think other guys are ahead of LeBron in this MVP ranking but he has to be top five I think in anyone's ballot regardless of how the Cavs have played I think he's just been spectacular and this is just another ledger six and triple doubles for him is absolutely no joke this is just again someone playing incredibly high level basketball ever since that that Wolves game I'd have to go back and double check all the stats on that but I really think it's since that Wolves game that this guy has just been incredible. Uh, and, and Spencer Davies on Twitter pointed this out. That's at Spin Davies. He said, LeBron has at least 15 or more field goal makes in, in three, straight games. three straight games. According to Fox Sports Ohio, that's the first time he's accomplished that in his career. That's in year 15. LeBron is still doing new things. Appreciate this guy. Very, very cool um, and, and dominant performance from LeBron. Without him, you know, they... They don't get this. They don't. If he doesn't have this type of night, and you know, it's relying on love. It's relying on on other guys to make shots. That that ends up being, I think, a little bit of an issue for the Cavs. Um, to talk about Larry Drew real quick before we hear from, we'll hear the audio from Kevin Love's post game scrum in the locker room. Larry Drew, I think, did some things that I I thought were fine. I thought his rotations were generally okay. I thought he he put in love back at the right times, considering the minutes restriction. I liked the three-guard lineup he went to. I thought it worked. I liked that he played Calderon. I liked that he didn't try to implement himself in any over-the-top way. I, I think he's he let this be sort of a Tyron Lue version team. What I don't love is some of the, the tendencies Lue also has to, to ride the hot hand. Um, in particular, Jordan Clarkson, I think, played really well in this game. I think... He made several big threes in the third quarter, made two big threes in the third quarter, got to the line. I thought he played actually pretty active defense. He's passing the ball a little bit more, and it was a plus four. 
I think playing in the whole fourth quarter was was a bit much. George Hill did, came in at 28 seconds and basically played maybe 10 seconds in the fourth quarter. Clarkson deserved to start that quarter. He deserved to, to be out there shooting and to, to getting those reps in it because they were riding the hot hand. But you could tell he got tired. You could tell the Cavs needed someone to stop Eric Bledsoe and Eric Bledsoe's dribble penetration late in this game. George Hill's going to do that. But that's, you bring George Hill in to be the stabilizer to provide the off-ball shootings that Jordan Clarkson also can and a little bit more comfortably and, and less hijacky. Um, he has the defense. He He's going to be very cautious with the ball and protect the ball. I think the Cavs should have gone back to Hill. I think things like that, to me, are the the minor critiques that I have of during this game I think overall he rode LeBron and he put in Kevin Love at the right spots and he did sort of the basic checkmark boxes you want this wasn't a game I could have seen Ty Lue doing any differently frankly I, th- I think the game plan was solid I think everything about it made sense I just think things like that where you're going to ride someone that long it gets you into a problem and I don't I, it's not the only reason the Cavs came close to making it way too uncomfortable late in a game that they led by as many 17 in the second half but I think for 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 Larry Drew, I, I why I played Jordan Clarkson the, the whole fourth quarter. Just take him out, put in George Hill. And, but I, I think Drew's going to be fine. I think you look at the roster of coaches they have with Michael Longabardi, with uh, Damon Jones, etc. I I think this is the right guy to do it. He's been a head coach before, regardless of his record. He's going to be stable. I think I think the guys respect him. I think he's going to be fine. And we'll just see when Ty Lue comes back. We don't know when Tyron Lue is going to coach again. And that matters um, more than anything right now. His health matters more than anything. And, and we just will maybe be next week. We just don't know. So here is Kevin Love's postgame presser. We'll be back after that with some more on the game, looking at Ante Zizic and some other little notes. But here's Kevin Love postgame from Monday's Cavs-Bucks game. 25 minutes tonight, Kevin. They said you were on a minute restriction. So, how'd you feel after playing 25? Uh, I felt pretty good. Um, initially, that first one is always tough, but even after that, I felt like my um, legs were underneath me and that I could have um, played a little bit more even in the, uh, the second blow. But a lot of guys stepped up and you know, played quality minutes tonight, and even in a sloppy fourth quarter, we were able to get it. Kevin, a lot has changed on this team since you last played. A lot of new guys. A lot of the other guys gone. Mm-hmm. What was your first impression of, of playing with the guys who were who were here? Yeah, I mean it was uh, not totally uh, limited minutes. I mean I think I'm only averaging 28 for the season, but um, just being out there with those those new guys uh, felt good. Um, you know, be good to be out there too much with with some of them, but it'd be nice to you know get our whole whole team back and back healthy, especially with Rodney and Larry. Out being the new guys and Tristan and Jetty and all the, and all them, so um, it's going to take us a little bit of time, but um, uh, get stronger as the season goes on. And, but it was nice to play with uh, JC and uh, George Hill. It's good. Where did your um, time, timeline accelerate a little? It seemed like you were thinking middle or end of the week when we talked last. Week. Only uh, well, when I talked to you in Phoenix, I, I just need to get one more scan. So. I got the scan uh, this morning, and so I was just waiting on the word uh, getting back from that. And uh, they told me, um, you know, depending on how I feel, I said, listen, I feel good, I'm going to play. So uh, I wanted to kind of push that along and try to get as many games as I could underneath my belt. So, um, you know, a little bit sloppy there, but, uh, you know, I'll take a win in my first game back. How does your rhythm look real well? 
How did you feel in that regard? Pretty good. It just uh, it kind of felt uh, like it did early in the season. Like there was one where you know I caught the ball uh, you know, after Kyle. I kind of got caught in the corner there, and I saw Braun, and I passed it out towards half court where usually I hit him on the back door. You know, it's something that. I usually see, and he's able to make the play, but you know, threw it over half court. We got the, the backcourt violation and a couple swing swings I didn't see. So, uh, as far as decision making goes, uh, I feel like a little rusty and, and missing seven weeks, but that'll come in the last dozen or so games. So, overall, I think it was it was okay, but we got the win against a team that was also you know fighting for the playoffs. Kevin, how much five on five have you done prior to your life? How much Say five, How much five on five have you done prior to Zero. I've only done, you know, only gone against the coaches. So, uh, and I know that's actually a good question because uh, uh, even when I spoke to, to uh, Joe last week in, in Phoenix, it was, you know, trying to get, trying to figure out a situation throughout this week because I mentioned Friday being the day that I could get out there and, and, and practice, but we just had so many guys out that there wasn't going to be any time to, to have a two on two or three on three, four on four, five on five. So I just had to kind of throw myself out there and, and, and try to get my rhythm that way. The uh, slapping handshake you did after making the 31 footer, did you practice that while you were hurt so you wouldn't forget it? I know, I just saw, I saw Bron uh, coming with the, that sort of energy that he wanted to shake. So uh, no, it, just, it, it had been a little over seven weeks since we had done that. And he had actually called that play. He had uh, said run right behind me. He flipped it. And uh, you know, most of the time, guys are open for, from out there. So I let it fly, let it go. Feels strange to come back and Ty's not here. Yes, you know it's it, it's weird, but uh, as Brian mentioned this morning, uh, health is most important, and you know, we would love to see him him back when you know it always counts, but when it really counts, and, and we're making our push. But uh, we wish him the best, and you know, like I said, I know, I, we all you know this team more than anything knows that uh, um, you know health, regardless of the situation, is is most important. When you guys, when you got the, at that time, you guys were really spinning your wheels, trying to figure out who goes where, how to fit in all these pieces. Did you feel like you knew exactly where you felt tonight, or where you fit tonight coming back? Um, yes and no. I mean, I can always go out there and, and play my game, but I felt initially, uh, I don't know if I had any shots inside the paint tonight, only because... Um, I gave up one, threw under Jeff, and turned it over. But um, I, as far as finding out where to, where to pick and pop and where to pick and roll, I just felt a little rusty on that too. And that's part of decision making as well is just figuring out where, when, and where to roll, and you know, kind of uh, you know, being back at the five and, and doing that again. But um, that'll just get better. And, and you know, once I watch some film tomorrow and pick my spots a little bit better, it'll be all good. Kevin, even with you coming back, you guys were obviously still a little bit undersized against the Milwaukee team, but you out-rebounded them by like 10. What was the difference for you on the glass tonight? I think just hitting them first, having that mentality. Uh, Bron did a great job of that, and uh, we had a number of guys that, that uh, had several rebounds tonight. So, uh, yeah, they're a long, athletic team. They get out in transition. They uh, keep balls alive, and, uh, you know, they, they actually shoot um, – you know, shot quite a bit of threes tonight, and those balls were falling all over the place, so I felt like we did a good job. I guess to ask this a little more bluntly, in January, you were trying to incorporate Isaiah. As a result, everybody's numbers went south. Mm -hmm. Now you've cleared out not only him, but five other guys. You come back. Do you know, do you feel like this is LeBron's offense and your offense, and you know exactly where you fit in terms of the grand scheme of things now? Yeah, I think so. I think just uh, 
Um, you know, it's tough to say with with four guys out, but um, I think all the, all those guys they play both sides of the ball. They uh, play extremely hard, and you know, even in just get them in the first two games, I know that you know I've been an eleven and ten record. You know, since that time, I believe. But, you know, I felt like just playing extremely hard and, and, and just going out there and playing tough basketball. That's what that's what you know, I felt like the identity of this this team was. I know that's pretty primitive in my way of, of, of saying it, um, uh, but yeah, I think Braun definitely leading the strike, and then um, everybody else kind of molding and gelling around that is, is the way we play. And there was Kevin Love. Going to be interesting to hear from him in the coming days as well and see what he has to say and how he feels. But uh, one thing that to me stood out in this game was Ante Zizic. Ante Zizic was someone who I was kind of down on before. He, he was overwhelmed in some previous games. He's been a G League guy. And even then, he hasn't been necessarily a flashy D League guy. He hasn't gone down there and put up 20-20 or anything like that. But over these the stretch of games that he's played... I think the Cavs have found something in Ante Zizic now. Larry Drew said post-game that Zizic is a guy that's making them think about things. He's he's earned the right to play. And he's going to be in a position where it's unclear of how much he's really going to play. He is going to be competing for minutes against Kevin Love, against Larry Nance, against Tristan Thompson. Those are And LeBron James is going to play up front too. There just isn't a lot of minutes for this guy, even though he's <clears throat> continues to play really, really well. If you're Ante Zizic you have got to feel great about how you've played. Just running through his last couple games, he has basically ever since the Detroit game, he has played at least every game. It's ranged from just the six minutes he only played against the Blazers to the 20 minutes he played um, against the against the against the Bulls on Saturday and then the the performance he had against the Bucks. He has looked completely night and day different from the guy we saw Whaler in the season that played four minutes in a start. He is moving well on defense. He knows where to go. He knows how to fight for rebounds. He's he's rolling to the rim very smoothly. He's got a really nice touch of the rim, even though he missed a couple shots at the rim in this game. And he's, he's got a knack for just kind of being in the right spot. For him in this game, here's a stat line. 17 minutes, 4-6 from the field. 5-5 five, five from the free throw line, six boards, two, four of them on the offensive glass, one block, four fouls, and some of them I think that'll just come with time if I'm getting better, but it's 13 points. Ante Zizic it looks like a guy that is going to be a player. I really think a summer league stint for him and some more development with Vitaly Potapenko, and maybe once everyone comes back, you have him play with the charge a little bit more just because the minutes for him are going to be so tight. I think this is a guy that deserves some minutes, could be a backup in the NBA next year. I think maybe could be one right now if you're willing to take some of the lumps. But this is a guy that I, I think the Cavs have found something in him, and I think they have to feel very good about that. And he was he was one of the stars of this game. He, in my mind, maybe the third or fourth best guy for the Cavs in this game. That cover was good. I thought LeBron and, and Love were obviously very good. Zizic was was awesome in this game. A really, really good 17 minutes off the bench. And the Cavs, I think, again, have something in this guy. And I'm very curious to see what they do with him when everyone's healthy and, and what they do with him in the summer. Um, you know, maybe he's maybe he, more than Jetty, who I think the Cavs would like to keep, maybe he is a sweetener if they use the Nets picking a deal. I know that's speculative, but... They have something in Dizic, and I think he's he's really, really proven it ever since he's got the chance to play after the, the gaps of the first time. 
And on another Zetashtone, he also was a big part of the reason why the rebounding was really good in this game. Um, the Cavs in this game out-rebounded the Bucks 42-32. to This is not a Cavs team that particularly rebounds all that well all the time. This is not a team that, you know, I, I would say... I would, this is not a team that I would say has particularly established itself on the glass this year and hasn't had an identity of, of controlling the ball via rebound, but th- that's what they did in this game, and I think it's a big reason why they won. Now, for context, the Bucks can't uh, either, depending on if the, when these stats are updated, looking at this, they were the, the worst rebounding team in the league, either, I think, believe coming into Tuesday. The Cavs were not much better, but the Cavs were fantastic on the glass they crashed it they they got rebounding nights from basically the people that mattered Corver had a good rebounding night in, in getting some balls that he just went and found LeBron's 12 was great Love had seven Hill had the three Zizic had six basically everyone except Jeff Green rebounded in this game everyone pulled down a rebound everyone contributed to the rebounding and we just went and got the ball and it stopped the Bucks from getting second chances. It allowed the Cavs to, to push the ball up the floor and get extra possessions. LeBron, as I mentioned before, would, it was able to just create offense off these rebounds. This was big. I think if they could get back to some of the rebounding identity they've had in the past, it would help. And I think it, it you saw just them being able to dominate the glass like that was a big victory for them in, in, a, in a game that they, they needed to pull away. And, and I think rebounding is part of the reason why they did. Um, one other thing about this is that this is not a Cavs team, regardless of if you feel good about the performance like I do, or if there, there are things about it that frustrate you like also I do. I think it's worth noting that this is a Cavs team that is not have everybody back in now. Larry Drew said, has said this, Kevin Love said this post game, LeBron James said this post game. This is a team missing Larry Nance, that is missing Rodney Hood, that is missing Tristan Thompson, that is missing Jetty Osman. Now, maybe only three of those guys are actual playoff guys with Osman probably maybe not being in the rotation. Maybe Tristan's role's lower, but Nance was the team's second best player for a, for a stretch there while, while Love was out and he was starting at center. They need him and Love together. Um, Rodney Hood is, is probably going to be the team's starting two guard. Corver has filled that role nicely. I really do like him on that starting lineup, but can you start him deeper you get into the playoffs whether you're going to need to ask more athletically of him? The, we don't really still know yet what this cast team looks like. A seven-point win against the Bucks is good. It is is certainly going to be key for the Cavs to just pick up as many wins as they can just to prevent um, any sort of fall in in playoff seating right now. The Cavs are third in the East by half a game over the Pacers now. That would put them in line for a first-round series against the 76ers. But that East is, is clustered. They are firmly ahead of teams like the Heat and the now the eighth-place Bucks, who are 15 games back of the top seed. But the Cavs, right now, um, after this game, are half a game ahead of the Pacers, a game ahead of the Wizards, a game and a half ahead of the 76ers. This is a cluster. All these games matter. And even as the Cavs win, even as we know LeBron is great and Kevin Love is back, and that means a lot. We do not know yet what this Cavs team really is going to look like. We don't know when all these guys are going to get back. We don't have firm updates on Nance, on Hood, on Thompson. They do, I believe, practice Tuesday, so hopefully we'll learn some more then and get some more insight into that. But we're looking at a, at a group that we just don't know what its identity is yet. We haven't seen Kevin Love play a single game with Larry Nance. We haven't seen, you know, Love and Hood run a pick and roll. We haven't seen a starting five what it would look like of Hill, of Hood, LeBron, 
Love and Nance. You know, is Kevin Love going to play the five at all? Like, what does that mean for Tristan Thompson? What does that mean for Larry Nance's minutes? Now that he's been so effective as a five. There are so many questions we don't know yet, and the sooner the Cavs can answer them, the better. And maybe Wednesday is the start of that. They're playing a really good Raptors team at home, and it'll be interesting to see. But that's going to be it for today's show. Um, again, the Cavs win 124-117. to 117. We're going to send you out on a very cool quote. If you were following the game on TV or, or following along on Twitter, you surely saw that the Cavs recognized Brown's legend, Joe, now Brown's legend Joe Thomas at the game. He got a standing ovation from the crowd. He got a really big hug from LeBron James. So LeBron was asked about that in a scrum. You'll hear LeBron talk about Joe Thomas. It was the, the actually the most, I believe, excited he was in that scrum. But here's LeBron and Joe Thomas rep sending you out uh, after the Cavs beat the Bucks. A good win at home. Kevin Love's back, and then they're back Wednesday against the Toronto Raptors on at home as part of a little week homestand this week. But I'm Chris Manning. Find me on Twitter at CWMWrites. Find the pod on Twitter at Lockdown Cavs. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Lockdown Cavaliers. And here's LeBron talking about Joe Thomas. One of the better moments in Cleveland sports history, I think, seeing you go up and hug Joe Thomas. It's a pretty cool moment. You just what was going through your head? Why'd you do it? Um, why did I do it? Because he was he was a not so good uh, player for so many years. That's exactly why. More reds. You guys ask questions you already know the answer to. I mean, listen, what he gave to that franchise, all the losing, um, and for him to just be consistent every single Sunday. Knowing that, listen, if there's one guy that's going to be in uniform, it's going to be Joe Thomas. And not only, you know, in uniform, but every single snap. So, come on, he's a, he's a legend around here, that's for sure. And, um, you know, he'll be, uh, be in the hall very soon. The good thing about him, he ain't got to travel that far to get to the hall. <laughs> it's right down the street. <laughs>